Welcome to the Good Words Podcast. This is Tim. And Rebecca. And we have two very special guests. Feel free to introduce yourselves now. <laughs> I, I realize I didn't like, give you like a thing. <laughs> I'm Rachel. And I'm Nate. Excellent. And um, this is my sister and my brother-in-law. And we are so excited to have them. They're two very wise people and um, and we were able to convince them to uh, record themselves for podcasts so <laughs> those are the two qualifications <laughs> <laughs> so feel free to cross your legs sit in front of your podcast screen and just soak in the wisdom that's that right that's like a roaring fire <laughs> no pressure exactly. <laughs> it's like Buddha but Christian <laughs> I don't know no, that's terrible <laughs> 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 Wow. It begins quickly. <laughs> Thinks we're going to have to edit out. <laughs> okay. So we're all very excited <laughs> to have guests on our show once again. Yeah, I don't know where to go after that <laughs> yeah, one. That one. Um, so uh, real quick, uh, we want to challenge you to, to a trivia question. And so this will be kind of a special round since we have two players where um, we will play this game the way it's meant to be played. That's right. So if one of you decides to, you know, ring in with an answer, just let us know and you can say it. If you get it right, you know, you get all the points. If you get it wrong, you're out and the other person gets a chance to answer at any point later on down the questions, down the uh, clues. Okay. So, all right. All right. All right. So, we'll start with number 10. <laughs> Good place to start. Um, in his youth, he was diagnosed with ADHD. <laughs> Anyone lucky, did? Ding. <laughs> is this like Jeopardy style? Do I have to, like, is it a, I have to phrase it in the form of a exactly. question? No. no. Yes, please. <laughs> that is a special rule for you, Nate. <laughs> Yes, Nate is not the avid listener that I am, so he does not understand how to play this I game. I guess not. Yeah, I know. <laughs> is, it, is it Tim? Oh, is that your real guess? Are you really, are you really <laughs> going to go there? You know what? I'm going to make that your real guess. Nate, you're out. <laughs> That's what you get for And you. second thought, you're also kicked out of this podcast. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, we had some audio problems, and now we just have Rachel. <laughs> we just have Rachel um, Nine, he has written two books. His latest, No Limits, Dash, The Will to Succeed, was released December 2008. Um. Number eight, at 15, he was the youngest man to set a world record in swimming. Wait a minute. I I think I know, but I don't think I know his, I can't remember his name. Keep going. Should I keep going or is there any dings? Okay. Keep going. Keep going. He was selected as one of America's 2008 top 10 most fascinating people by Barbara Walters. Barbara Barbara Walters. Fascinating. Um, Six. His performance was so unprecedented that he was drug tested nine times and passed (laughs) them all. Wow. There's some good drugs. (laughs) They're like. See, I didn't understand how this game worked. I you know can't the answer, make a but I can't answer. make a guess. Dingin, dingin. No, no, I, I can't. can't remember his name, so I'm never gonna be able to come up with it. No, Nate, you can play. Like, 
You but I can't guess. take it. He was I'm joking. Like, no, no, he was joking. joking. I knew you were yeah. joking. I knew you were oh, joking. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> You're not being. Is it Michael yes. Phelps? Yes. Yes. Uh, yelled that really I'm loud. so annoyed. Oh, sorry. Well, I, I knew I'd never remember his name, but I could picture his yes. face. Yes. Does that count? You know, if I could read your mind, we would accept that. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I don't think I would accept that. The guy, you know, the one guy. But the technology just doesn't. Swimmer. Yes, exactly. And he's fascinating. According to Barbara Walters. Mm-hmm. He wrote a book. And they just keep stick, sticking needles in him. Got to check. Got to find them drugs. Uh, well, excellent. No, good good day, job, Nate. Nate and Rachel. I would like you to shake hands. And All right. So Nate stands on the highest podium. Rachel's on the second. Then on down. Thanks. <laughs> Well, that brings us to our very first question, though, of parenting. Oh. Um, so we, Ooh, you, your girls wow. have a pet tortoise. Um, and yes. we're wondering, what is going to happen to this pet when they go to college? <laughs> What's the plan? <laughs> hmm. Okay, you're hitting us at a point that we've talked about many times since he has a life expectancy of about, what, 80 to 100 yeah, years? Yeah, 80 to 100 years. So, <laughs> so we'll we, be dead long before the tortoise. Yep. We wisely gave them him to both of them <laughs> in their elementary years, so... That is a question. We kind of keep saying we'll just have to get a second one, but I don't know. Yeah. Hannah's about to go to college, and we still haven't come up with that decision. I may have a solution for you. I'm thinking Solomon and the baby. <laughs> to find out who Make them more. decide yeah. who really loves the tortoise. Who loves him more. <laughs> uh. I knew you were going to say that <laughs> as soon as you said you had a solution. Yeah. <laughs> a really bad, sad solution. Um, yes, I do hope that he like walks across you guys' like, graves <laughs> when you've died. What? <laughs> what? Someday. Why is this a thing you're picturing? Yes. <laughs> a little rose on his back. Oh, that's sweet. How big Would will he be? be? He'll be quite big. <laughs> you know, they don't get very big, so... He'll He's still, about full oh, wow. size, yeah. right? They don't get too much bigger oh, cool. than that. I do wish he'd surprise us, though, and grow into, like, the dog size yeah. ones. Rachel's always wanted one that she could, like, <laughs> ride around on, you know? But, so cool. I don't know. That'd be a, <laughs> one in it. That would be a great gift for, like, the nursing home, Rachel, of, like, that you could ride your tortoise <laughs> at the tiny hall. <laughs> Some live in golf cart communities. <laughs> we live in a tortoise. One that's at least big enough that like a bird can't carry it away. Like, just, just, yeah. Yes. yes. Right. Correct. Exactly. I, whenever we have guests, I'd like to talk about their nursing home and death. Okay, so let's so let's establish some context here. Yeah. Uh, so uh, they have they have two daughters. Yes. And uh, how old are they? Our oldest Hannah is 16, and Edie is 13. Okay. Excellent. You so have two teenage girls in your house. Two teenage girls. Yeah, I'm, I'm outnumbered. In fact, I'm hoping, you know, we. I guess determining the sex of a tortoise is kind of hard. 
But I've, I, we've always kind of just referred to Ty as a, as a male tortoise because... That was their I, best guess when we got Yeah, that was the best guess. And otherwise, I'm totally on my Smart own. choice. So I'm, we're just going that's, with that. That's you know? wise. Becca can really relate to that. I can. Uh, I can. Yeah. We had to change the sex of Roomba, our vacuum robot so that I could have a girl. <laughs> it's important. It's very important to have some, some allies. Uh. Roomba. Poor Roomba. Do you do nails together? <laughs> yes, stuff? exactly. A little bow. <laughs> it's really special. <laughs> a little spa day. That's uh, funny. Except the boys are kind of at the age where putting a bow on them, they still kind of enjoy. They think it's fun. <laughs> Go have a bow yeah. on me. Yay. It's still yes. acceptable. <laughs> but my days are numbered where things like that are okay. <laughs> yes. Last much longer. Yes. <laughs> yes, Andrew was definitely shooting me with a gun tonight and sawing through my leg and eating me for lunch. <laughs> so I'm not entirely sure. Okay, do be fair though. I feel like girls maybe are like that because one story that I wanted to ask you guys to tell is my favorite child story ever oh. about Hannah and the story of Goliath when she was about three years old. Would you mind sharing that one? This is a classic. <laughs> yes, I would love to. It is a classic. So I was at a MOPS event, so Mothers of Preschoolers, and it was a special activity day where we actually brought the preschoolers in with us. And the associate pastor and maybe some teens were putting on the skit of David and Goliath, kind of the preschool version of it since it was preschoolers watching it. So... They did a pretty tame um, throwing the stone. The associate pastor was pretending to be Goliath, so he fell to the ground, and that was going to be the end. But Hannah knew the actual <laughs> end of the story in the Bible, so I don't remember why, but there was a toy was like an inflatable sword, sword. Yeah. laying there. Anyway, so she came out from the audience, picked up the sword, and proceeded to cut off Goliath's <laughs> nice. head. So that was followed by Mom's like in horror, covering their little preschoolers' faces, their ears, and gasp everywhere. So it was pretty classic. We were proud. That's well, awesome. I was proud. Nate wasn't there. That was, it's a real dedication to, you know, uh, the scriptural integrity. Yes. yes. <laughs> right. Right. We like to keep it real. Oh, wow. Okay, so how did she know the end of the story? Like, were you reading from the actual Bible to her and stuff? Or, like, did you just throw that in there while you were telling her? like off the top of your head like <laughs> well I would say when Hannah was little it was kind of pre Jesus storybook yes. Bible which was our favorite as the girls got mm -hmm. older um so her Bible children's Bible did have a little bit more context but I think that must have come out of the actual Bible because yeah. I don't know but she was a little bit like Simon where she wanted to know all the details oh, yes. the whole story nothing else was going to do. So we tried to keep it as honest as we could True. without frightening her too much. That is really <laughs> cool. I just, I love that story that she like come, came out of the audience to do this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I do wish I had an on video because it was with all the force and all of that that you would expect to have David actually. Had. It, like it, 
I don't know. It just brings me um, joy to this day, like all the time, because that's like when their favorite, the boys' favorite stories. So we'll like act it out, but they don't know the ending yet. Like, not that I'm keeping it from them, but I don't really know how to bring it up. Like, and now you saw off my head. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when you're ready, send them over and Hannah will teach. We'll get a little catch up going. Oh, my word. Fun all around. Uh, like yeah like, like have like a red scarf you know like an old fashioned uh, <laughs> Shakespearean play yes. um, so okay so Nate was a youth pastor for a time in his life and Rachel um, also was you know right there like with him she like, didn't run away every like, time that he had to <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what your title was but, but you were th- there just as much with the girls but you were Youth pastor. Oh, I like that. There that's, we go. That's, that's, there we go. <laughs> we'll go with that. Yeah. His help meets Rachel. <laughs> there we go. Wow. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's my preferred title. We went right there. That's right. That's right. Let's go ahead and ask her about um, how her uh, weaving and loom uh, operation has been going. <laughs> Well, when I'm not busy cooking barefoot in the kitchen, <laughs> I do like to grow my vegetables from the land and sow in my free yes, time. Yes, your, your evening gowns that you put on when Nate comes home from work. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hot cook meal, you know, when I walk into the dorms. You do know us. <laughs> Actually, I think if we counted up how many times there was a meal on the table when Nate came home from work, you probably could get away with one or two hands probably. at the most. Probably to this, probably to this day. We've been married 17 and a half years. Oh, yeah. That's how bad We're it is. We're not a come home to a <laughs> hot cooked meal. Unless it's like in the crock there you pot go. already. Yeah, that's you know, true. Hey, that counts. We, we that counts. That counts, right. Sure. Okay, then we're up to hands. Okay. Oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> there we go. Nice. <laughs> um, well, yeah, so, so with like that, sort of that phase of your lives when you were shepherding the hearts of of, uh, junior hires and high schoolers. Let's go back in time to young Nate and young Rachel. (laughs) You guys were in your 20s. We were young. We were cute. Early 20s, yes. And um, so you guys now fast forwarding to having like two teenage girls in your house. Like, do you feel surprise what it's like or does it feel kind of like what you thought it would be like we feel old (laughs) (laughs) yes that's true we do feel old um i think it actually was pretty eye-opening i don't i don't feel too surprised very often however i think sometimes we saw the worst case scenario. So sometimes it's almost a reminder of like the blessing we do have in our girls. Um, Yeah, I do think it kind of opened our eyes to some things to watch out for or what the norm could look like. Did it make you suspicious? No, I... No, I think uh, totally. We kind of just got thrown into the whole like, uh, you know, parenting 60 teenagers like right off 60. the bat like right out of college yeah. yeah so at the time we there was about 60 kids coming mm-hmm. weekly so it was a pretty good size and there's group. like 18 year olds um, in there so you're like four years older than some yeah right. exactly i mean we do laugh when we think back to our i think we did a lot of watching 
the good parents around us and in the church and just kind of tried to back them up and mimic them because yeah, how else totally. would we even have had a clue <laughs> we, i don't think we did have a clue but you know eventually i think we got there maybe i don't know <laughs> were you like scared that your girls would uh, be but, like the worst case scenario was that like a haunting fear at through your life because you saw it uh no i don't think we've ever had the fear that our our children would turn out like our youth group kids and like <laughs> not all of them well, i mean some of them were turned out right but <laughs> there was some pretty worst case scenarios yes I don't think so. I mean, I think not more than the average parent. Like, every parent, I think, has those nights where you're like, your brain jumps from the lie that they didn't eat the cookie to them a hardened criminal in jail. Yes. But overall, <laughs> you know, yeah. overall, though, I don't know. I was just thinking How can more you than lie the average to me? <laughs> I was just freaking out last night, yeah. like, on, like, with a friend, and I was like, it's all going terribly. <laughs> He's yeah. four years old. Yeah, so I think just the average amount. I don't yeah. think it made it worse. No, Do you? I don't think, no, definitely Didn't not. Did it, like, shove you to the depths of humanity and <laughs> and it was no sight. <laughs> because I think you saw the good in kids and like I think too you saw what parents did right and what parents did that maybe didn't work so okay. well so in your minds you kind of feel like you're putting them all together into one plan yeah I think it was a it was kind of a nice perspective I'm like looking back a good perspective because, you know, a lot of times I feel like maybe parents tend to hang out with other parents with the same age kids. And so we kind of had this, like, we were in the front lines of the teens, seeing how the teens were parented and, you know, everything from middle schoolers all the way up from high to high school. And just able to pick up a lot of lessons, either from the good or from the bad, um, during that time. Where I feel like maybe a lot of other parents... Um, tend to kind of isolate themselves with other people with children the same age. So I feel like we got a lot of kind of a jump start that way maybe. And I think another big helpful thing was that I think even to this day, it's a lot easier to put ourselves in the shoes of our teenagers because we listen to them and we still both actually do some um, volunteer ministry with them each week. So it makes it easier to think a little bit more like them or understand what they're going through. That makes a lot of sense. That makes sense, yeah. So, um, so along those lines, your uh, your many challenges of, of having teenagers that we really don't know anything about because our <laughs> our friends are all have kids the same age, and and it's like okay, we are those people. <laughs> it's like oh, you yeah. have got your child potty trained early. How nice for you. <laughs> hey, we've lived in those days too. Uh, yeah. But what I'm curious about is uh, the technology stuff. So smartphones and things like that. Like, how has that been going? Navigating that at this age. I think that's one of the biggest challenges. We talk about it all the time, and I don't. I don't even think we have this like master plan. I feel like it's a kind of daily relooking where we're at. But I think the challenges that you want to, you wish you could just throw it out the window because of all the hard stuff that it brings. But it also brings really good stuff, and they live in 
the year 2018. So, I mean, that's the challenge. Definitely. Well, and I think there's some of it too, and not to discount because there's a lot of just awful stuff out there with technology, but um, some of it is, I think we have uh, somewhat a, our relationship with our girls gives us kind of a little bit of confidence that um, they're going to be able to handle some of this stuff themselves as far as uh, using technology. Um, you know, and, and they don't run in the kind of circles where, you know, they're just being mean to each other kind of back mm, and right. forth. Right, the cyberbullying so, thing, all that stuff, yeah. 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 So we definitely have had different kind of rules. I wouldn't even say rules. We have a couple, like, actual hardcore rules with it, and the rest we kind of do principles according to where they're at, the stage they're in. Um, but some things, like, we're not big fans of group chats, stuff like that. They have to know everyone who's on it. Things like that that are probably the actual rules. Like but other than that, we just try group, to do a lot of like dialogue. Like, just do group chats with, like, people that they don't know? Like... Oh, yes, <laughs> like it'd be nothing weird for sixth graders to be on a group chat with 30, 40 what? people on there and they don't even know them all. That's the norm. We are definitely abnormal to not. How do they even that. read that many texts? <laughs> they sit there all day long. They have nothing else to do. It is a, yeah. it is a, <laughs> a <Yeah>. true mystery. <laughs> yeah, and I mean. They do stuff that I probably don't, you know, like, again, we're not huge fans of Snapchat and some of those things, too. So not that we never allow any of it, but we pretty, we're pretty slow with it. We make them be older with things, do a lot of talking. So was that, like, hard for yeah. them to not be in Snapchat or, like, those big group texts where they don't know people? Like, do they have to remove themselves? Is that, like, awkward or... Um, you know what? That's a good question because that's kind of one of our worries, I think, with it. I actually asked our older daughter, Hannah, that um, just a few weeks ago, how that kind of felt at school. And one of the things she said, um, and we did not plan this, it was just one of those things that ended up working out well, is since we made her wait till the end of her eighth grade year to get her phone, which was after almost everybody else had their phone, um, they had already kind of all made these big group chats and all these different things. And so when she just kind of quietly got her phone at the end of eighth grade, it kind of took some of the pressure off of her. So we didn't realize that's what we were doing, but I do think that helped. Yeah. So, like, was that weird to not have a phone? Like, was it like, would, would you stick out or something if you didn't have one, like, in a bad way? Was that hard or... Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, she definitely was in the minority. And, like, Edie probably, we got Edie a phone quite a bit earlier in the game. A year earlier. So, um, yeah, but I mean, if, like, I volunteer with Campus Life, I don't think there's maybe one kid in probably 20 or 30 that doesn't have a phone by the time they're sixth grader. So is it like yeah. wearing culottes? So I do think it did, but there were probably enough other things that we also made them wait on and that made them stand out a little bit that I don't think it was too much different than those other so things. So it's not like wearing like 
like be forced to wear like culottes to like I don't know Which, or like some crazy oh we did that only through ninth grade <laughs> yeah. like does, in tenth grade they could wear walker walking shorts I don't know what any of this stuff is oh wow but like not that bad feeling maybe like not that extreme no no it's interesting yeah man I think it was harder on Edie than Hannah, just personality-wise, because mm-hmm. Edie likes the phone more than Hannah probably. As They had iPods, I should say, when they were younger, so they could do some of that stuff, but the phone part of it was probably something that Edie wanted a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. So, um, yeah, so, well, and so then um, another thing that this kind of brought up in yeah. my head is we were hearing like a pastor that was talking about um uh like you know like moral relativism sort of stuff you know oh, yeah he was he was telling a story about visiting a college campus and asking i don't know he was asking some random person about yeah if there's an absolute right and absolute wrong in the world and anyway he he, he was just saying that the 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 college student was saying no there there can't be an absolute right and wrong there's no there's no one to say for sure which things are absolutely good and bad and he was saying like well what about like the big things like you know the the holocaust and all of that and they're like well i mean i wasn't there i can't say for sure i guess i'll have to be consistent and say that i don't know for sure that that was wrong and anyway which which is you know an extreme story but like, would that feel shocking to you, like, um, to, like, does that seem kind of accurate to you that people would even say that about the Holocaust not being um, bad I mean, I think he was or... being hyperbolic or or something. I don't know. Maybe the student was just, like, messing with him. But, but like, I, I do know that the, you know, the world is increasingly going towards a more relativistic view of everything and. And, like, we've obviously seen it with our generation, but I just wondered if you got that kind of sort of extreme feeling from, like, your campus lifers or, um, um, you know, you know, if your daughters were, like, thinking the Holocaust is a really good thing. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Um, I would say that I think that isn't shocking to me at all to hear. I do think it's probably on the more extreme end of it. But even though, and I should explain, um, the town we live in is pretty Catholic, Lutheran, pretty religious town. But even in that environment, um, it's actually frightening and just hard to even imagine being a teenager going to school every day and that they don't understand, they don't feel like there is a real truth that they can grab onto, that everything is up for question. That's a real thing that teenagers are dealing with every single day. I would say even in our more religious, Bible-believing, basically, community. And I think they are scared by that. They don't like that feeling either. And I think sometimes it's even just uh, more than just like this whole like relativistic, there's also kind of this um, behind the scenes, like, who do you trust? You know, there's, you watch media, you watch, uh, you see things, you read things, it's like, and everybody's so one side or the other. I think that a lot of the teens are struggling. Like, who do you, you know, who do you even 
go to for truth because you can't trust the people that are putting it out there. So I think that, you know, that plays in too. Like, unless I'm there to experience it myself, it's hard for me to make a judgment because I can't really trust the people that are giving me the information to start with. Wow, that's a really good point. Yeah, that makes total sense. I mean, and that's so much of the narrative even around the media and around, uh, you know, online news and, and all of that. Like, it's all about not being able to trust anything and about how mm-hmm. everything should be suspicious to people. Right. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, you know how there's kind of that idea out there that what's really important is to not um, judge anybody for anything and stuff. So is that kind of like a truth to hold on to for, you know, people that are like looking for truth? I mean, obviously that it's not really a truth that you can hold on to. I don't know if I'm making sense, but. Um, no, it does. And I think that's a really accurate statement of the general vibe that's out there. Right. The philosophy is. So anyone that any statement or a person that seems to be making a judgment of someone else, that would probably be the most looked down on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is that like a truth to hold on to? Or what does that do inside your head if that's like your truth that you have? <laughs> yeah. What effect does it have on you? The, the big picture, if, you're, if that's all you ever believe? Uh, I don't know. I, you know. I think some of it is it's just never voiced. So uh, even if you do have an opinion, you keep it to yourself. Um, and whether or not that, like, I don't know what personal effect that has on some of these kids. I think some of it is just gets to the point of you don't really care what's going on because you're not going to comment on it one way or, or another anyway. Oh, so you kind of try to subdue uh, your feelings or care about well, I anything get that. because then... That's totally how I interact with the world in a lot of ways. Well, you're a millennial, Tim. Mm-hmm. I am. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yes. Let's remember Good that, point. shall we? Good but, but there'll be like a new but, generation, probably, the high schoolers mm, right now, don't you think? I think there's yeah. kind of this whole like, um, kind of this idea like the live and let live. And it's almost the point where like you don't even care enough about the people that you're with uh, to offer any kind of correction or suggestion on how they could better themselves. So you get this idea that like, well, that's just the way they are and that's the way they're going to be and I can't really say anything about it. So I think that kind of plays in a lot too. Well, and I think another part of it that's kind of hard is that um, we've seen kids that for them, I think that's what's standing between them and accepting the truth that's in the Bible or Mm -hmm. Jesus in their life. They're interested, but if there is something um, about someone else that you're going to say the Bible says that that's sin, then that that one thing with this generation, we've seen it quite Mm -hmm. often, can be just enough to keep them completely. Mm -hmm. That's terrifying, I suppose. Yeah, if you're yeah. Afraid of standing out. It's really sad and hard to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've noticed that a lot around, like, the gender issues, too. Uh, things that, for us, were kind of, like, maybe a little bit more uh, kind of... 
like abstract. Uh, it wasn't, we didn't have yeah, a more face abstract. for yeah, the behavior. Exactly. We, we just didn't have that connection where we knew someone that was struggling with those issues. Um, and that's where we see like a lot of the teens, like it's not just someone who's struggling with gender issues. It's a, it's a friend. It's a person they know. It's per their mom. Yes. It's their sibling. It's their best friend, you know? So, um, I think that is like a big issue. That's interesting. And it, and it is like, I mean, we felt the pressure. I mean, we're all pretty close in the same age and we were obviously feeling the, the pressure like <laughs> I don't mean that. Thank you, Becca, for including us in your, I'm in your age. generation. Thank you. <laughs> Barely. That's true. Was Rachel born before the original Star Wars came out or after? Oh. Mm -hmm. Just wondering, just checking. He heard you say feeling old, and so we are going for that weakness. I'm just going to dive right in. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Do you want to share another weakness? <laughs> yes. No. Yeah, way to make me remember that that 40th birthday has been here. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Tim. Yeah, why why didn't we celebrate that more? I really thought we'd have a big family party to, uh, to commemorate. That. <laughs> Don't worry, yeah. Nate's is at the summer, and yes. so we will, get, yes. we will choose to celebrate his. There's canes, there's things. Oh yes, out. it's gonna be great. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, Nate trained the girls so well that, like, when I say something about being forty, they'll say something like, "Wait, I thought you just turned twenty-nine," <laughs> and so seriously that I almost believe it. <laughs> That's good. That's really good. Yeah. Keep that in mind. Um or Simon does already like to go around telling people that I'm thirty six. Does this any, is my mom. She's 36. Thank you. Does he go on to tell them that his dad is no, younger? No, he doesn't. He, or does he, he leave leaves it out? out. I think he okay. doesn't know quite the order yet of things. So they're, since they're my just birthday numbers. was they don't like, mean anything to him yet. So, um, yes, so I can't remember what I was going to ask you. I'm so sorry. Oh, Since yeah. we're all in the same, the, roughly, the same. within a decade of each other. Yeah. We all kind of are in that same era of time. Like, we were seeing a rapid decline. Like, I've definitely felt the pressure not to tell people that they were doing anything wrong. Like, did you guys feel that as well, like, too? Or was that just my personal? You're talking about growing up? What are you talking about? Yeah, like, growing up, like, in high school and stuff, like, to think about somebody doing something wrong felt like horrible so I don't know if that was like my personality like I know it's not as extreme as it is right now but we were already were you already feeling it growing up I actually have thought about that before that when Becca when you've told stories about how things were in high school along the lines of what you were just saying that I was shocked at the difference from when I was there four years before that. I think, I don't think it was just personality. I do think there was a big shift in that four year time span. That makes sense. Wait, that means you're only four years away from being 40. Shut up. We've already had the discussion. People could add. People could add, Tim. I just figured it out. Add that on to what Simon says. This is my mom. <laughs> 
She's only four <laughs> years away from being 40. <laughs> uh, good stuff. No, I, I, you know what? I don't remember thinking that that much in high school. I remember that being something sort of a, uh, picked up over time. But I don't know. Like, I remember, I remember being kind of offended by someone, by the... <laughs> My idea of me having to keep my opinions to myself. <laughs> Which makes sense. That sounds like me. Because <laughs> I remember like one of my first jobs, there was uh yeah, there was there was a person who um I didn't really work with but was in the in the office and who uh was was homosexual but I'd never really thought about it. And so I still occasionally said things were gay as a like uh I don't know, insult type of thing as a thing we said in the early 2000s and 90s but like it was still just like it was just it was just a word that meant dumb or uncool i don't know it didn't have a whole lot of meaning to it at that point and i remember getting scolded about it be like wait what why would you care that i said oh right yeah and i think very much it was still like that issue and not this was equally wrong but i would say it was we just made fun of that or ignored it or just mm-hmm. you know which wasn't good either do we have another question we do um yes i didn't mean to interrupt well so long on that particular issue i'm sorry but it's, no it's, that's it okay like i'm just issue. sweating okay that's good, that's good. <laughs> I am too, but I think that's because I have a fever. <laughs> he does actually have a fever tonight, so it's kind of funny. She attacked um, me with a thermometer earlier. Just like, he did scream. Because he, I'm, like, I'm like used to just going up to a child and sticking it on their forehead. And so right. he's like, ah, what's happening? And like shoving Tylenol in his mouth like a child. Yep. <laughs> so Tim wasn't necessarily fighting the thermometer. <laughs> no. It was just habit on your it part. Was, it was the one you stick against the forehead, just to be clear. So she wasn't was shoving it in my like, mouth. He was just like, <laughs> <laughs> like what are you doing? <laughs> Good. Thank you for clarifying. Oh, I need to, I'm tracking now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sweating. <laughs> Everyone needs a little fan themselves. Yeah, all right. <laughs> We're ready. <laughs> well, okay, so you guys were parents, like, in your young 20s, you became parents. So you guys had a, a decade less of, you know, kind of life on your hands when you became parents. And so what was that like being parents in your young 20s? Like, did you have a pretty good sense of humor going at that time still? <laughs> had life not... You haven't been sucked dry. <laughs> or, like... Yes. <laughs> Um, I think, well, it started kind of, it felt like we were thrown into the fire right away because I had a pretty rough pregnancy. So Nate was still 23 when his wife was put on complete bed rest for three months. And really it was only by God's grace that we didn't have a baby born at 27 weeks. So, um, it kind of started off in a whirlwind, I would say. And then when Hannah, our oldest, was born, she basically cried from that time until she hit one. So not a lot of sleep. Mm. I was pretty it's emotional. Probably good. We were young at that time. Yeah. So I, I mean, that first year was 
It was rough. rough at first. I don't think humor so, would be what I think it was survival. So, survival. Funny isn't what we would describe like a crying, screaming baby. <laughs> Sometimes I like yeah, wonder so, I mean, if I, think, I had been in my twenties if I would be like, "Oh, this is cute and funny," but actually, you're that's still a human. So silly because and like one that has like less life too and so then i would i was like way more rageful like a, oh, like right. back then too right so would the children have even terrifying. survived <laughs> good question <laughs> it's already been pretty scary <laughs> the good part though was we were put just um in our church and our they were our neighbors too we had a lot of friends who were our age having babies at the same time and I honestly think if we wouldn't have had that I don't know how we would have transitioned or survived those first couple years but that made it seem more normal you were in it with someone more fun when you could sit with your friend while your baby was crying better than being by yourself Mm -hmm. like did you feel like just a different person like you just went from like straight like in college playing pranks or being goofy you know to like to holding a life in the palm of your hand <laughs> dramatic I like it the whole the whole responsibility thing definitely took a tick up for us mm-hmm. like you know when we were first married for that first few months I suppose <laughs> those couple months those couple we months, didn't have a baby yeah. have, what a wild yeah. time that was <laughs> 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 yeah but yeah, I mean, it definitely, uh, I think it matured us quickly. Like, we hope. We hope. <laughs> Maybe it didn't, but it definitely got that sense of responsibility that like, we're in it for real mm-hmm. now kind of thing. And I would say that, um, and I feel comfortable saying this on air because Hannah knows this, but even up until the seconds before she was born, I looked at Nate and said, I'm not ready for this. But I just felt this kind of blessing from God. When she was born, I just fell in love with her. And I do have to say it was probably later after we had both girls and we were a little older that I felt like we really got into the mom, dad, family groove, but we just loved Hannah immediately. And so that helped make the transition to like, okay, we can do this because we are gonna do our best for this girl. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Definitely. Like, how did yeah. you not beat the youth group children that you had at the time that you had this crying baby? Because <laughs> they babysat for oh. free. Yeah. We loved them. <laughs> we had like sixty babysitters oh, at goodness. our disposal. It was almost like it was almost as much work keeping the kid. Like, I mean, uh, away from keeping the yeah. kids from killing our child. Than, uh, <laughs> This is. We could stuff marshmallows in her face. Yeah, exactly. Here, so have, a, have a whole grape. No problem. That was a true story, yeah. but she did Oh, my word. <laughs> well, the tortoise wouldn't be a problem if, if she had it made. We might have, it might have involved us flipping her upside down and sweeping the grape out of her mouth. But she yeah, did make you it. You made it. That, that little maneuver, the hook maneuver with the finger. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Who gave you a pretzel? What's going on here? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, some of Nate's friends were interesting, like in that, because they were yeah. still young, single guys. Like we have pictures of Hannah in her high chair with one of Nate's friends. We'll mention him on, him on air, Brian. <laughs> 
feeding yeah. him a two, feeding her a two liter of Mountain Dew. I mean, things like, like that what? made yeah. it interesting. Like a real, yeah, not two joking. liter, like not like a not pretend. the whole thing. No, no, yeah, she didn't drink the whole two liter, but she definitely had <laughs> a Mountain lot. Dew or he, same guy, taught yeah. her to drink out of a straw with a slushy. I mean, oh, I. Yeah. She was up for days, oh, not just nice. hours. Days. Yeah, the nice. Yeah. So there were its moments. Mm-hmm. She was definitely raised around a youth group yeah. and nice some young single guys. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, I love it. Thus, her love of Mountain yeah, Dew bloomed. Right. <laughs> yes. Ironically, Hannah went on to babysit his four children later and. We were so tempted no. to have her <laughs> pay back. Here, here's a 20 ounce Mountain Dew. We Go didn't watch his kids for a while. But, no. Which is hilarious because she wouldn't do that. <laughs> like, on her She's own. responsible. She wouldn't like, go ahead and feed that. Yes. <laughs> she was a good babysitter. <laughs> she was a good babysitter yes. yes, we're a little we're a little grumpy that you guys are so far away because you know we could use some babysitting. You know? yes. yes, I know. Our girls would be. You would have free babysitters. Almost every night. Of the week. Oh my goodness! Mm. And how obsessed they are with your girls. They oh yes, yes. they would love it's, it. It's a good good connection. <laughs> I'm just saying there are open houses within a walking distance from us. So yeah, just consider. It's good. It's good. The market's been going up around here. You know, we make a little profit, sell this place. Good. There you go. <laughs> we can try to take over your neighbors with the drum, and then just you know. No, they've moved. Oh, yeah. They've yes. moved. So that's that's not the case anymore. But we'd still rather have you on our neighbors. <laughs> I don't know. Even with the shrill I'm screams. counting on them not listening to this podcast. Even with the shrill screams, Rachel, you'd just be like, my mm. nephews. <laughs> that's true. No, we'd be good. Yeah. I'd be buzzing their windows with my drones at all hours. Just, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> We're terrible neighbors. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. As long as it doesn't have like a camera on it, no. that's just well, creepy. I mean, just, yeah, right. Right. Yes. It's a very fast, you know, moving camera. It doesn't really. Yes. <laughs> We're like looking to see if you're not doing uh, anything to see if we could just like leave the house and tell the boys to go over to your house. <laughs> We've spied on them. 7 a.m. We don't have any milk for our cereal. Hey, hey guys. So were there like, um, so yes, yeah, so stressful in your 20s. Were there some like favorite parenting, young parenting moments, stories that you feel like sharing or you don't have to, but... I mean, I think probably maybe not a story, but something like that we developed over time is like we had the saying like the parent of the year award, right? Oh, yeah. And so we use that quite frequently. So every time something would go, you know, horrifically wrong or even just kind we of sideways. We would do something incredibly stupid. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We'd just be like, well, we just won the parent of the year award again, you know, kind of thing. And mm-hmm. so that was kind of, we had that humor. I think I've like, heard these stories from yeah. you guys. Yes. yes. I, yeah. think you, I think you locked a child in a car once. I don't remember that happening. Tim, I think you're making up stories. I don't remember this. I don't remember locking it. Wait, didn't you guys let your son be locked in the house in a foreign country once? That's you. That's a good point. That is a good point. Insert recording here. 
No, there's definitely been some good times. The time when I feel like I was supposed to pick the girls up from elementary school. Oh, yeah. This is a good one because it's... Because Rachel had a doctor's appointment, but one of my friends... I didn't have to work that day. Called, asked if I wanted to go golfing. <laughs> and of course, I oh, said, sure, why no. not? And it just happened to be golfing a place where I didn't have phone oh, reception. No. And then Rachel's doctor's appointment went for like uh, like three hours. And my cell phone was broken. No. Yeah. So let's so, just say it ended with me coming home at 5.30. Oh. And they're listening to the voicemail from the principal. And the girls had both been hanging out with... Our beloved principals. <laughs> Better um, be now. Since 310 when they yes. got out of school. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to go pick them up, which you can tell I'm still there. And then I had to call and apologize later. Like, so he, he <laughs> held them, like, until 530? Yeah, only because that's why we call him our beloved principal. He's He could have put them in the after-school program and charged us. Yeah. But he loved our girls, and he was nice, so he just literally took care of them. <laughs> And we got to feed the frog for two <laughs> that hours. That would be so, yeah. so That hard. was a low moment in yes. our parenting. One. one of, okay, also, one didn't one of them get electric, electrocuted? Uh, or was that just you, Rachel? Uh, <laughs> um, one other that I'd like to share okay. that I don't know who it falls on. We'll say Nate. Um, sure he, was say working, Nate. <laughs> he was working at oh, yeah. UPS at the time, early oh, morning. Like, so he was really tired all the all time. The time. Um, and I was he working had, like three jobs. He had come home to take <laughs> a nap, um, and Hannah was what, probably three, maybe two and a half. So I was going to water aerobics at the local public pool with some friends over lunch, and um, Nate was sleeping in his room, and then Hannah was in the next room over, playing quietly, and she was just supposed to go wake up Daddy if she needed anything. But at some point, she decided that dad looked too tired to wake up and she was going to come find me. So this story, fast forward, ended with some lady I don't know scowling at me from the edge of the pool. And apparently she had seen Hannah wandering at age three, two. I don't know. She was way too young. We could have gone to jail. That's what I feel like. (laughs) And she got her a Kleenex. She her way to the pool because she was... I don't the know. The lady there. had to give her a Kleenex. She was crying. Anyway, it was very humiliating. Yeah. And Parent of the oh, year. Wow. Right there. That's yeah. so sweet that yeah. she was like, that dad was too tired. <laughs> and she was going to find you. How independent. Probably didn't want to wake me up because she's like, dad will be too cranky. That could be too. And in the Probably end, though, the funny part was when I asked her then after all the chaos, I'm like, what did you need so badly? And she her Barbie skirt was stuck on and she wanted to change her outfit so <laughs> that was what it was all over oh classic that, that yeah. sounds about right oh, oh. Man. that is funny thank you for those stories um okay so a couple more questions if you're up for them oh yeah we're okay. ready um follow up to like that whole youth pastoring thing you know like how um you uh had you saw the different kinds of parenting and stuff like have there been points where you've been like we are that parent <laughs> like <laughs> now that you have teenagers. Uh, <laughs> yeah I, don't know. 
I don't know that specifically, but I'm sure moments of it where you catch yourself yes. and realize, or you hear yourself saying something that you had made a mental note not to, to not say, child. not to do. There's a, yes. Yeah, there's probably been a few of those. I can't think of any like really good specific mm -mm. ones that were like, yeah, you stumped us, Becca. Man, that that is a good one though, because I feel like I mean, what, like yeah, what you said when where you feel like you can hear yourself um, saying stuff that you didn't. Because like when Tim and I were like helping with like you know the upper elementary kids for a while the and church, stuff, right? Like, yeah. I was like, ah, I'm mm -hmm. not gonna be like saying stuff like this or like this doesn't make sense like why is this why are happening? these parents so uptight about discipline and oh then my I'm word like, oh no <laughs> <laughs> i it all makes sense <laughs> yes or like when your kids are younger and i can't believe that kid is throwing a fit what kind of parents are those and then it's you the next yes. day and you don't care <laughs> child because they just throw fits yeah. everywhere <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes. Some of like my best, my favorite advice that you gave Rachel, like at one point to me was like, I was very worried because one of our children um, really likes Tim a whole lot and um, not, didn't want to be with me as much. <laughs> right. And um, like I was on the phone talking to you about this. Do you remember this at all? Yes, I absolutely remember this. And so what did you tell me? <laughs> <laughs> now that I remember um, I don't know because the way you just built that up I'm thinking I said it way more clever at the time maybe you should tell me what I said okay, I bet okay. I said it really good <laughs> according okay. to you I, I yeah I mean I think and correct me if I'm wrong and said something better but I know that I related to that because um one of our and am I on professional that I'm just using the names of my kids? No, it was. I me. use my I what use the names what? all the time too. I don't know why I was not. Okay, <laughs> I all, all right. Serious. Just so I'm okay here. Edie, um, she definitely went through a stage where she only wanted Nate, nothing to do with me. It was hurtful. Um, but two things. First of all, Nate was really good at. Not, I, wanna, I don't want to use the word discipline, but treating it as an issue where he made sure she knew that that was hurtful to me. And there would be times where he'd say, no, you are going with your mom. And then in the same sense, and it took backing up by Nate and friends and things, but trying to not take it to heart too much because that stage did go away. And in later years, she did flip sometimes where she wanted to be with me more than Nate. So, I don't know. Did I say something better the last time? No, that was really good. <laughs> um, you did say, though, you, too, like, you were like, as long as one of you has their hearts, like, it's going to oh, be okay. Oh, yes. And that really has changed yes. my whole parenting because whenever I'm panicky about that, you know, I'm just like, it still hurts, but I'm like, okay, but everything's okay because one of us does have them. And that makes sense because everything else in our lives, yes. we just compete against each other so much. We do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know you're joking, but we do. Okay, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit of truth there. No, I do remember talking about that. I'm glad you brought that up, that yep. to not letting it turn into a competition and keeping the big picture, yeah. the heart thing. That was good. I feel like you but, probably said it more poetically than I did. No, that was, thank you. that was how you said it. It, it changed oh, my life. Yes. <laughs> And I think there is a lot of like, 
it's just that idea that parenting really is a lot of working together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's times when, like, one of the girls will come to me with something or uh, or they'll go to Rachel with something that they would... It's not that they don't feel comfortable with the other one, but maybe it's just a topic that uh, that one of us can address better than the other. And I feel like, like what Rachel said, if, as long as, you know, that communication is open between one of us um, mm-hmm. and, and that we're kind of on the same page behind the scenes, I think that really has helped us as far as parenting goes. So can you tell each other, like, what happened? Like, sometimes, like, Simon will want to tell me something, but, like, won't want him to know or something. Sorry, you're looking really shy. I did not know this. I know you don't know this. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So it's kind of a weird moment when, um, you know, he's just wanting to tell me and wanting to not have, um, um, like, the other parent know or something. Um, and so, like, do you guys talk about pretty much in general, like, what the girls are talking about to you and stuff? Or, like, it, do you, like, keep some of it separate? Um, I would say that there is a little personality difference in that from, like, the girls haven't asked either one of us, I don't think, have they asked you, Nate, too often to keep something from the other one. Um they know that we basically talk about it all and yes we do but there have been maybe a few times especially like girl to girl where they've asked something little specifically and then i work really hard to honor that so that the rest of the time it doesn't bother them you know they can trust me with that because they know i will and the rest of the time we're we're real open so like this so if they don't specifically ask like you feel like like it doesn't feel bad to like talk to each other about what's going on right i mean when they were li- real little where they're like oh don't tell dad that i did this <laughs> i'm like yeah yeah right you know or like the <laughs> when dad gets home <laughs> well and i think that we probably didn't and again i think this is somewhat a personality difference they really weren't asking that very often when they were it probably more was that type of situation nate just said and we probably you know wouldn't have honored that (laughs) so it hasn't happened a ton but if it's a real personal issue and they would then we then we would and it would probably be just a girl to girl thing probably do you guys talk a lot about parenting between yourselves or do you kind of do a lot of it like on the fly or what does that look like with with that no i think we definitely i mean we spend a lot of time in conversation about parenting so i we spend a quite a bit of time just keeping our, each other on the same page i think um, and we're naturally pretty gabby with each other so we don't we don't really um have to think about that too much because we are just are that way in our marriage overall we're pretty just open communicators we usually end up going for a walk if it's nice out or sitting there you know before we go to bed and just kind of recapping the day and things so it comes up also as the girls get older more and more of it you can talk about with them there too so like dinner time we're hashing out and talking through a lot of the day. Man, mm-hmm. the I was hoping that um, that you just kind of stumbled into <laughs> um, this parenting <laughs> <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I, without any 
thinking, like, I knew planning, that wasn't probably true, but I was I was just <laughs> secretly hoping that there was maybe a little bit more of that happening. But you know, whatever. Uh, but I some of it we probably did stumble on, but I think we stumbled yeah. onto it together. Or you know, we've definitely had issues over the years where we're like we've come up with a solution to maybe it's behavior issue together, like talking it over in order to kind of come up with the best plan of action, I suppose. So, oh, so have yeah. you guys had some where they'll like, like whatever you feel comfortable sharing, but like, but like where they'll kind of shut you out and stuff like, like Simon's definitely in a phase of like really shutting um, things out. Let's see. I would say that actually Hannah, I'm using names again, cause I'm not going with anything personal. Hannah has been with us pretty open, I think, at most of the time. There's been a few times where she's said enough that we know some stuff is going on with her, and we know that she's talking in more detail, maybe to a campus life leader or another adult we trust, and so we've gone ahead and just honored that and just prayed that that would, you know, be what, that God would talk through that person. Um, so most of the time she's been talking with us though. And then I think Edie had times where it would kind of be building up. And I think, um, with her, it could just come out at one time and then just being ready and open, like making sure you're available enough hours that eventually it's going to come out. Like, was that ever scary? It might take a while. Like it fills my heart with terror. Like, do you ever feel scared about that? I'm sorry. I'm kind of cutting you. I think it did after, I don't think I even realized that that was what was happening for a while, that all those thoughts were going on inside of her. And so then when some of that started coming out, yeah, it kind of scared me because it's like, you know, what else is going on? But I think as we continued then to just communicate about it, um, it did get better. And I think that's where like Nate's good at, not I'm more of a worrier than he is so I think the more we're talking about it together he can help me keep a focused frame of mind and trying to go to God in prayer about it because he knows what's there so yeah it can bring fear but it's gotten better that makes sense thank you and Nate what were you saying I interrupted you did you want to say anything when I was answering that okay I don't remember okay. must not have been that important okay, okay. <laughs> Speaking of fear, <laughs> uh, so you have um, your one year away from uh, your oldest leaving for college. Tim, you're hurting my heart right now. Okay, continue. I'm ready. Andrew, that's what Andrew would say. You hurt my heart, Dad. Um, Maybe you got it from yeah, you. I could see him saying that. Maybe. <laughs> Um, and then you're not that many years away from the other one. Also going the same direction. <laughs> We're barely. <laughs> now you're making me so nauseous. Um, <laughs> We're barely towards the end 50, Rachel. You're 10 years away. <laughs> so so how, how does that go in your mind? Are you just kind of like, boy, that's going to be nice? Or is, or is it more just like that's just a, a big abyss of unknown beyond that, that horizon? Yeah, I mean, I think. Right now, we're a little bit in the, that's a little hard to imagine, okay. like, what that's going to be like. Um, and I think we're a lot of, 
Like, what do we need to do right now? Like, start doing now that's going to prepare her for that happening. And, and that can panic sometimes. Yes. Like, what have we not done? <laughs> what have we not in the past sixteen years? I yes. mean, to me, I don't know if you panic as much as maybe not panic. <laughs> we taught her not to For walk to the swimming pool she'll, alone. At, at some point, she'll figure out how to do her laundry if she doesn't know. <laughs> well, yep. She knows how to do laundry. Yeah, That's not I'm what I'm panicking kidding. about. Natural consequences to that, anyway. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, that is a good question, though. I mean, I have to say, like, probably the last time I thought I looked, I thought of that and looked forward to it was when she was like six months old and screaming and crying. <laughs> then I would daydream of the day, but <laughs> I mean, now she's Someday, just <laughs> she's just such a part of our family and our lives and our hearts that yeah, I mean, it's just hard to imagine. And I do think, though, this is actually something. Our mom, back in my mom, says all the time is that each stage of your kids' lives is fun in a different way. And I really do try to live by that um, because if you dwell on it, I won't, I wouldn't even be able to enjoy this year that's coming up. So just enjoying the excitement of the things that are coming for her. And then, yeah, I can't even imagine when. Edie goes too, and yeah. I mean, hopefully we'll still have the tortoise. We don't know. <laughs> that's what we're wondering. So as we've established, we'll have the tortoise. So we don't know. But yeah, that's totally true. Like the whole um, different stages have different, and just just trying not to hold on to, trying to consciously not mm-hmm. hold on to those stages. Like um, really, I feel like really has kind of freed us up to just enjoy where they're at, um, because there's definitely some really it's there's some really cool things about having teenagers too like sitting around the table having intelligent conversation about stuff <laughs> like it's fun you know where you, well, we don't you know 10 oh, years ago know. you might do you know, you know do you know what it's you, like, you know what it's like? <laughs> but 10 years ago you're you know or 10 or 12 years ago you're sitting around like oh that's so cute i hope they never stop saying that and or I or can't maybe wait till family dinner is different than this. That. Dad, tell me a joke. So there's definitely fun. That's not funny, yeah. Dad. <laughs> tell me another joke. <laughs> yeah. Simon, if you Try say that again. word again. <laughs> Gonna send you to live with that Rachel. <laughs> By drone. In the basement. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, Hannah, we're yeah. coming. So you get to room with Simon. There you go. Yes. Uh. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we do. I mean, it's definitely something that sometimes we look at each other, though, and are like, how did we get here and can get sad. But I do think the good thing is the thing that balances out in my mind is that we have worked really hard on. I mean, Nate and I, I think, would say I would anyway, that we're best friends. And so that is reassuring that I don't feel like scared of it just being the two of us. And in the back of my mind, I think, surely they'll live, the girls will live next door to us. So <laughs> if I'm honest, don't tell them I said that. But. <laughs> so, so, like, do you guys have, like, specific, like, dreams, like, when they leave? Or is it kind of like for what you're doing now? For, for, the, for, like, you, for, for Rachel and Nate, like, for... 
your uh, dreams like or is it kind of like you're already doing that and you'll keep going or do you foresee a, a shift is there room for a hot tub in <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> yes uh, as our room continues to fill up like now with an elliptical <laughs> and things like that I'm like I do picture an exercise room next nice. door. Nice. <laughs> well, and I think something that we've said, and we don't know if we'd ever like carry through with it or not, but I think something we've said is like we've been really blessed with a good school district that our kids have been able to be in and attend, um, and that's kind of like tied us to this neighborhood. That I mean, we really enjoy our church, but um, when the girls are out the door, <laughs> you know, we have talked about we've already talked about you know do we stay here do we feel called to go somewhere else you know what are we gonna do after that point i don't think we've like come to any like you know we're gonna move to the beach kind of thing or anything like that but well and i feel like we're bound to be a little bit of a disappointment on this question because beck and tim i know you guys are really good at like the bucket lists (laughs) and the long-term goals and those words make Nate and I like Goodness. sweat and a little nervous, and <laughs> so we're not as good at that. Oh yeah. man, but I gotta tell you, we don't so much have a ten-year plan on what's gonna happen in the next ten or two or year. I, I feel like we're being cured of that a little bit. We right are. Now. That's why I was just gonna say, like, I feel like we we have had that beaten out of us and so I feel like I don't know that we actually have like a, a dream <laughs> right now no dreams left <laughs> but survival oh. survival is the dream well I never thought I'd hear that come out of your mouth though because I still can like picture your face when you've asked me like wanting me to open up like what's your dream what's your and you were so disappointed yeah I don't think we know and I think um I mean I know you know this but I have a lot of the same kind of health struggles that you do. And so I think sometimes we just have to hold some of those ideas real loose in our hand. Like we have some things we would love to do. I mean, we've talked for years about adopting or moving or traveling or different jobs or ministries. And I think we just we're ready if that door opens and that's in God's plans. And if not, we'll see what is kind of that attitude. That's good. That's really good. I love that. So cool. I'm, I'm really glad we got to chance to ask you guys these, these questions and have this conversation. Um, this was yeah. fun. I was sort of terrified, but oh, yeah. I don't know. I might be just popping in all the time. <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. Okay. Biggest fan becomes the biggest speaker. I don't know. Um, okay, wait, but I do have one uh, more question. My, the I'm batteries so are sorry. really close to dying in our headphones. It's a really fast question, Okay, though. go for it. Okay, so, um, <laughs> I don't know. I get flustered <laughs> with speed. Um, so it's so expensive to go to college right now. Does it feel kind of just like this, like, it's just going to be a huge ball of like money that nothing can dent. Does that kind of the feeling going into like college because of how expensive it is? Yeah, or definitely. Like... We've, uh, we've had that feeling. We're like, wow, that's some serious change. So, yeah, I think that's one of those things that it seems like that's what Hannah's meant to do. So we're trusting God and planning the best we can, but we're looking forward to seeing how God works out. 
that yes. out. Yes, definitely. <laughs> that is really cool. That's a great answer because I just wonder about that because it's just so expensive now. Yeah, it's overwhelming for yeah. sure. Yes. Okay. Thank you. I'll let you wrap up now. Sorry. It was a burning question. <laughs> just wanted to get him on the record. Just just make him sweat a little more. Let's talk about money. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. So anyway, I just wanted to thank you so much for coming on. And uh, yeah, we'll probably check in again with you guys. Um, uh, not too much further into the future, but uh we see how that financial gain yeah, is how yeah, God's really, providing exactly. yeah. let, me get, let me send <laughs> you some, uh, some sweet stock tips in the meantime that'll really <laughs> solve all your problems yes or if anyone would like to give to our college <laughs> set, up fund. A, set up a GoFundMe <laughs> is yes. that like every kid's dream Absolutely. now is like they're just like I'm gonna do a Kickstarter and become famous like I feel like that's every kid's yeah, plan yeah you do hear future. that yes I agree. I hear that phrase a lot. If it's not like, I'm going to make a, you know, NCAA sporting team. <laughs> there you go. Then, then I'll like fall that. back on GoFundMe. There you go. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I hope you guys have a, a good night, and uh, we appreciate the time to talk. And uh, this has been another episode of the Good Words Podcast with our guests, Rachel and Nate. Goodbye. <laughs> We didn't plan the ending of this. We just sort of wandered into it. Well, and you cut out, so we couldn't hear what you all said. We, all we heard was with Rachel. And, <laughs> and there was like a gap then for you guys to like say something. But we didn't actually. Well, we were just sitting here waiting for you to say, and Nate. <laughs> and Nate. Uh, Bye, guys. It was it fun. It was so yeah, fun. This was great. Thanks for Thank having us. Thank you, people, for doing this. Bye, people. Bye, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Good night.